and week two is in the books, and we are heading into week three. Um, oddly enough, in fantasy, at least in our league, there's usually more than two undefeated teams after week two, I think. But the Piscats and the injured reserve are sitting on the top of the standings. The only two undefeated teams left. And on the other side of the standings, we have only two teams who have not won a game. And uh, that would be Truns, and I don't really need to say the other one. We all know who it is. So, I mean, it was a pretty intense week out there. There were actually some, like, pretty, like, intense-ass games. Um, I was pretty tuned in. I kind of had a little setup. I was supposed to go to... Uh, or I was said I was going to make an appearance at BG's or something like that, but per usual, I didn't show. Uh, hopefully tomorrow night, get to see my good old friend and rival, who I defeated last week. I have to throw that in. Uh, Noah Knack, before he heads off to Wales. And ventures off into a new adventure. And, uh, you know, tries to become a lawyer or some shit like that. So that's pretty cool. And we're going to miss you here in Canada, but... I would jump ship two if I saw Trudes one again. So, yeah. Without further ado, let's get into the next fucking segment. And I think we're going to start it off this week with... Jesus Christ, Cletus. Sorry, boys. I got a new intern here working. He's in charge of the uh, interludes that come in between each segment. Uh, Cleet, man. You wait till I'm done talking, bro. Yeah? Nah, I'm playing, but we're going to get into my predictions. Uh, last week, I went 3-3. Three and three. Um, Week before, I was 2-4, and four, so 5-7 and seven is not good enough. If I'm going to sit here lonely in my room every week for, you know, an hour and talk to myself about fantasy football and shit, I need to be better at predicting the games. End of story. But, I mean, we're going to jump in to the first game, and we're always going to start with the Piss Cats first, because... I'm the first name that fucking shows up for my damn league, so we're going to go with that. And uh, we're playing the free agent running backs, Tyler Legro. And uh, you know what? It was, a, it was a hot start for the Cats. Um, I do think there are some things that are not going to continue, like Tyler Lockett's performances. So, you know, I'm trying to take all that into account when I look at how good I've been. I ain't starting 3-0, bro. Don't know what to tell you. I don't even think I've ever started 3-0, so I'm giving it to Leg. Yep, that's it. That's all I'm saying right there. And honestly, man, no, to give Leg a little more credit, like Tyreek ain't going to be like shut down again like that again. He's probably going to pop off against the Chargers, so Odell should be back this week. Uh, he has Devontae Parker instead of Goose or Rager. So, we're, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good for Leg. I'm feeling it. We're going to move on to the injured reserve against the Doug fuckers we got bg and rich going at it this week brody is the other undefeated team and you know what i still think just because of a couple things i'm looking at rich he wanted to upgrade the flexes he hasn't really gotten an opportunity to do such this week so far and right now i don't know if it's a joke i don't know what the hell is because i know trey sermon has a broken neck slash concussed like whatever happened to him man aj Dillon obviously wasn't you know ideal uh i think if i'm you rich my honest opinion here, I'm not saying this because I'm a fucking Miles Trashcan owner, 
Uh, I think I would I would still trust Tony Jones over Salvin Ahmed. I, I don't think Saints are going to have whatever the fuck happened last week again. Um, but that's just my two cents. I think I think Tony Jones is actually the, <clears throat> that Mark Ingram, Lat Murray role. So you might as well still trust in that and try, and try to get him in there over Salvin Ahmed. But you I mean, do what you got to do. However, um, I'm still going to say there's going to be one undefeated team left after this week. And I'm saying it's BG and I'm going with that. And I also think that, like, Kareem Hunt's probably going to have a little bit better performance. He's kind of not been underperforming, but I mean, like, I don't know. I think, like, a 30-plus bomb is coming. So, that's just my two. I'm going to go BG. I'm fucking going BG. That's what I'm doing. Next, we got Clark and Furley. And, I mean, it was a good week for Clark last week. However, I mean, I've said this time and time again. It's fantasy. Guys absolutely go nuts. Delvin Cook, I think, literally got 100 points back-to-back weeks last year. Not impossible. It's not likely, though. (laughs) And Indy's got a pretty good defense. So, I mean, you can't really expect that every week. I mean, it's nice when it does happen. But um, I definitely think in terms of that, uh, you know, Henry should, you know, maybe not get 98 points this week. Uh, either way, though, I mean, Furley's team, who I was actually super high on, and I mean, don't get me wrong, he would have won last week if it weren't for a couple, you know, misplays he had, but it happens. But I still think my gut's just telling me on this one, Clarky Boy is going to pull it off. And I think that's probably going to be because he's not playing Russell Gage because he doesn't have a choice anymore. The guy's hurt. And watch, good things happen when you take Russell Gage out of your lineup. We are going to move on to Truns and Moose. I can't do the monkey noise as good as that guy. But we see him. And I mean, the guy's like last week, he's heading into that Monday night game. And I'm heading into that Monday night game in my survivor pool in uh, my brother's league with the Packers chosen. There's some random fuck in the States who's heading into Monday night game. Hoping the Lions win on a 16 fucking team parlay for like 750k. And there's Moose going into the Monday night game, literally hoping that the Packers do anything better than what they fucking did the week before because he literally needed like 30 points from everybody to win, but they didn't even get him that the week prior. So, unfortunately for Rich, though, we saw that, yeah, the Packers thing was definitely uh, not something like the week one game was not something to the to become accustomed to, I think everyone kind of knew Aaron Rodgers is going to literally go ballistic on Monday night, pretty much dead. So uh, I think you're definitely going to have to just expect that from those big three Packers players going forward. Um, it's going to actually be a pretty good matchup down the line, but you know what? I had a dream last night, and in that dream, Trun's guaranteed a win over Moose. And we were all sitting there. We were at Nack's house in the basement, and Moose wasn't there, but Trink was there, and he said, Moose team stinks, I'm guaranteeing a win. It was in a dream, but it's, you know what, Trink, in my dream, you're guaranteed a win, so you're getting your first win of the week this year, bud. First win of the year this week, but I messed those ones up. Anyway, yeah, you're picking up the dub, I think so, at least, brother. Okay, next we got Sandy. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, Nellar. <laughs> Sandy versus Neller. Um, see, the thing about this is that Neller's uh, projection's a little too high because I'm pretty sure Tua's still got a projection and he's out. So that's, uh, yeah, 
Uh, at least he has Big Ben as his backup. That guy was walking around with about fucking five tons of ice on every joint yesterday at practice. So it's looking good. Looking good for Neller. And we are going to just have to fucking give it to Sandy because, I mean, pretty much that uh, speaks for itself, right? Yeah, I don't have to get into that. And now we are going to get into it. Knack versus Bruce. And I mean, honestly, if Derek Carr keeps balling out like he has, man, guy's been QB4. So, and then the second, I think, Jacobs gets back to 100%. I think Ben's team is once again like top, but until we see those guys back, I'm still thinking Knack's team is the fucking team to like, at least if you're going against that team every week, it's it's tough to think that you're going to have a good chance of winning. There's way too much firepower there. And I mean, we've saw, and shit, man, Lamar play, Lamar play in Detroit is like, you ain't want to see that too much. But we're going to leave it at that. That's it for the predictions. And I mean, honestly, we're going to have to move into my power rankings. Doesn't really get easy in the power rankings after only two weeks. But I mean, I'm hoping within the next couple of weeks that we can actually start seeing some stuff. Yeah, so we are going to actually have to fire Cleet. He's gone. Did it again. And he was coming with that depressing ass thing. I don't know what that is. I don't know what button motherfucker's hitting over there. He's done. He's gone. Back to construction site management, you fat fuck. But... We're going to go, and actually, as I was saying, I'm hoping for the next couple of weeks, I really want to maybe start seeing separation in the power rankings, because it's still fairly hard to rank all of this stuff, so, yeah, keep that in mind, right? I'm trying my best out here, but we're going to start off at number 12 again. We're going to give it to Neller. I know he's going to probably be used to this. I don't want to rub it in. I've been there. It's rough for the guy, man. It's it's really tough sledding. But you know what? Maybe Zach Moss is on the come up. Because the guy, you know, he actually played fucking good. He fumbled early, but he came in and he was like the goal line back. Like he was, yes, he's touched undependent. But, I mean, it's a lot better than what he gave you in week one. So you can't be that mad, right? That's not like, you know the worst thing in the world, I guess, but we'll see if Neller can maybe pick up a win within the next three weeks. It'll be tough, but if he does, you know, maybe things could be looking up there. Uh, Coming in next, we got Leg. It was definitely a rough week for Leg last week, but, like, the thing is, I think I'm excited to see how his team does with Tony Pollard and everybody. Um, It's, you know... It is tough to see, like, especially when Tyreek doesn't show up for you because you know that's a guy who, like, you definitely want him to show up. So it definitely had something to do with legs, you know, team not really performing as well. And Rager didn't show up. But, I mean, I think on paper his team does look like it can bounce back, and it doesn't really look that bad. Uh, it's it's tough to say with Cole Beasley, but I think that I would play I would play Pollard over him right now over bees but i don't know that's my opinion obviously but it's all tight right in the in like pretty much everyone after neller i guess there's like a section of teams that are really close but at number 10 we have clark 
which is the same as last week, but I think it's not fair to Clark to say that, oh, you know what, I can't take that Derrick Henry game into account. No, because that's the reason you draft Derrick Henry. He can go off for 100 yards every you know, few times a year. I mean, 100 points. But there's also a lot of question marks, I think. And in the running back situation, like, I don't know what's going on with Mike Davis, man. It's obviously not been exactly ideal. And I think that now he can't play Russell Gage. And I'm looking like, who is the next man up here for Clark? And it's probably going to have to be David Johnson or Philip Lindsay, unless he makes a trade. So we're going to see what happens there. Uh, it was somewhat of a bounce back week for Mike Gusecki, but still obviously not ideal with Tua being out now. Yeah, I mean, there's just, you know, a lot of things I think that if you're Clark, and I mean, too, like, look at, like, Dak had a pretty rough week last week and stuff, same with Matt Ryan, and I think that it's pretty much, like, up in the air between him and, like, leg, I think there are, those are two teams who, you know, either, you could really go either way on them, but, um, I mean, it's kind of just, at this rate, who I like the most goes higher, right, so, Lego can kick rocks. Uh, number 10. Wait, am I doing this right? Sorry, boys. No, I'm wrecked. Number 9. Clark was number 10. Number 9, we have Rich. Um, thing with Rich, as I said earlier, it's like the flexes. He hasn't had a chance to upgrade them, which I would agree with him. They probably do. Um, I'm fine with his receivers, though. Like Keenan Allen, Devonta Smith, and Michael Pittman, I honestly think, like, that's fine. I'm not even mad at those. Uh, obviously, Salvon Ahmed is uh, probably not an ideal RB3, but um, he does have the two solid RB1s. And I mean, I would obviously say that it's not been maybe exactly the start you would hope for if, you know, you were rich because, you know, he probably had really high hopes for Sermon, like a guy who was immediately going to come in and have a role, especially when Mostert got hurt, right? That week one, him being scratched kind of fucked a lot of us up. And, uh, I mean, it's not bad, but it was, like, really big performances in week one for his running back. And then it was, like, some inconsistency again when you have DeMont and Mixon both dropping around 20 points, right? So I think that's, like, a big question mark going forward. Can those two big running backs for him stay as, you know, can at least Rich can't have weeks where they both are in the 20s. If one of these guys is going to be inconsistent, the other guy has to, like, one of those running backs have to pick it up the next week, especially when with this running back three situation he has. So, I don't know, just a little insight. But I definitely think if I'm him, though, I'm, I'm going to plug in Tony Jones this week but and see what happens. But, you know, we'll see what Rich has up his sleeve. And at number eight, we got Ben. Um, I think, obviously, wasn't the best week for Bruce last week. He did get lucky that he was playing Neller, literal, you know, Neller. And I told everybody last week I was going to look into the Fleming Bowl situation. Um, I went back to the first year where we expanded, and it was Ben's first year in the league. Uh, yeah, so Ryan started off the Fleming Bowl rivalry up the first couple of years. He was four wins to one loss. Ben could not find a way to just keep up with Ryan. And then I don't know what happened, man. Something clicked because since the 2016 finals, it was a long time ago. We were kids, man. You know? <laughs> um, that was the last time Neller has beat Ben, including last week. That's like, what, five years? 
four years, four and a half probably. That's a long time, man. And that Ben owns that head-to-head series, ten to four. So yeah, just a little, just a little something there for Bruce to make him feel a little better. But I think the thing with Benny's team is like Jacobs needs to get back as soon as possible, and you just have to have consistency from like your flexes. And I think Sammy Watt, honestly, is the big question mark for him right now. He is the definition of inconsistency. But it's obviously a new team with Baltimore. We have to really, like Lamar, I mean, he's been looking solid. There may be a couple throws he would have liked to have back in that Sunday night game. But it doesn't change the fact that there's actually, like, some volume there for Hollywood back-to-back weeks right off the hop. And, I mean, obviously, when you bring in Rashad Bateman in a few weeks into the mix, things could get a little messy. But I think that Ben has the option of Curtis Samuel, and I'm expecting Curtis Samuel could be back around the same time as Rashad Bateman. I would play Samuel over Sammy Watkins there. And then once you get 100% in Jacobs, you know, like I think I think Benny's team could definitely be good again. And I don't know. I think like it, as everybody was telling him, like James Conner and Chase Edmonds is more of a committee than you'd think in terms of touches. Maybe not output right now from Conner, but... He's still taking the touches from Edmonds. He's still going to get them. Not the best RB3 situation, but I think it's something Benny's going to still look to upgrade down the road. But I mean, eight. That's where I got bruised. Seventh, I got the fucking dog fuckers. I got the fuckers here. And I mean, here's the thing. They could be a lot higher if we have an RB1 in Saquon. He had that big run last week where I was like, oh my God, is Saquon back? And then, I mean, obviously the rest of that game kind of slowed down. Washington's front is really tough to run on. Um, but I like seeing him cut. I like seeing little things. He has that burst. I think Saquon, to an extent, is back. The next few weeks, his workload's probably going to get ramped up to, like, you know, pretty heavy, I'd imagine. Um, and he plays Atlanta this week. They're not the best defense. So, I mean, I think Saquon could actually, like, you know, bounce back this week and be good. I think that's huge for Sandy's team. But, I mean, top to bottom. The only thing I'm kind of concerned about is the flexes with Corderell Patterson and James White. Patterson's been good. I mean, the only question is if he could just, you know, keep it up. Um, but, I mean, he does have depth. Like, he has guys like Nicole Hardman and Terrace Marshall. That's about it. And Michael Thomas, actually, didn't see he still has who's out. So, I mean, <clears throat> the dogfuckers are actually in a pretty good place right now. Better than they usually are. And, I mean... It's pretty much on the guy who's in the office chair, the GM, if he's going to decide to run them into the ground or not. And that's about that. But at number six, we have the only other team that's 0-2. And I know there's some head scratchers here. I was looking at Trunz's team. It is completely... Oh, my dog knows someone home. You're going to hear some barking, I'm imagining. My apologies in advance. However, you're going to know about one thing about Trunz. The guy, in terms of points for, at least, he's third. He has the third most points scored in the league. And he's first in points against. There's a reason Trunz is 0-2, but it's not because his team is bad. It was kind of just how his schedule has been so far. Uh, I fully think Trunz's team is going to bounce back. I'm not really worried about Trinkler's team. I, I think even Herbert has been kind of a disappointment up to this point. Um... Jonathan Taylor has also. James Robinson has. But I think where he picks it up is his receivers. I mean, like, you've seen Brandon Cooks has been unbelievable. Terry McLaurin actually is actually actually is completely quarterback-proof, as we've seen. Kenny Galladay, not ideal. But you know what, man? 
we were ripping Kenny G because we thought he was re- yelling at Danny Dimes. Uh, he came out and said he was yelling at Jason Garrett. And you know what? I can respect that. Fuck Jason Garrett. I still don't care for Kenny, but, like, it's definitely better than yelling at Danny Dimes. Um, Mark Andrews, I definitely think, is he's bound to bounce back. I'm waiting for, like, him to drop, like, a 30-plus game because I, I know it's just around the corner. I can feel it coming. Like, I'd feel for Kareem. But, yeah, I'm excited for Mark Andrews. In my opinion, he's, like, literally, like, you can't never you can't ever sit Mark Andrews. I know right now he's out of the top 15 in tight ends, but, like, you can't you can't sit him. It's impossible to do. Um, Will Fuller's back also, and I think that's, obviously, with Brissett, not really, like, the best thing in the world. But he's still, like, you know, a better play than some other options here. But here's the thing about Trunz. As I mentioned with his points for, his points against, yes, he's 0-2, but I think also Trunz is the best depth in the league. I think whenever this guy really is stuck and wants to make a trade, it's going to be pretty simple for him to do such. So I think six is fair for Trunz. I think he strains a couple win- wins together and looks a lot better for him. At number five, I put Furley. Furley dropping from three last week. And I think mainly it's like, what's going on with Ayuk? Like, that's just looking like a train wreck. Deontay Johnson got banged up. It's not serious, but not ideal to see. And, I mean, is it going to be the same story with Daniel Jones every week? I mean, he's been pretty damn good both weeks. Last week, he went absolutely ballistic with his rushing yards. And, I mean, he had a big run that got wiped out. He could be even higher right now. Could have even won Furley waiver wire if that one uh, long touchdown run isn't called back. I mean... I think the thing with Furley, the depth isn't bad, but with Jarvis and Judy banged up, he's got to just have to hang in there and try to at least win 50% of their games going forward and give himself a fighting chance. Because those are, those are like flexes right there. You know, like those are two of your like, solid players that you imagine are going to propel your team forward. Second, you start losing players like that, you find yourself losing depth, replacing them, and you find yourself in a situation where you're plugging in guys that you really don't want to play. And then you're trying to find yourself making trades that are unnecessary. It, it's a rough situation when you have a, start to accumulate a couple, like, flex plays getting hurt. You get into a tough situation. So however he navigates through that will be something different, brother. But at number four, I put the other 2-0 and o team, Brody. I think right now what's impressive to see is that in a week last week where Brody's running backs – I wouldn't say shit to bed, but they did, you know, they were just kind of like, eh. They got you the points, enough points for the win, obviously, but they weren't, they didn't, nobody really popped off. And I think it was, like, encouraging to see that guys like Jamar Chase had another big, big catch, big touchdown catch, obviously. But that is something I think you, you, you picked him for, right? Long ball connection with Jerbo, Jerbo. <laughs> I can't even talk, bro with Joe Burrow is something that we saw a lot in college. And then you have DJ Moore, who's literally absolutely getting, like, really good looks from Darnold. Sterling Shepard has been unreal. DK Metcalf, sure, it's been slightly disappointing, but it's not like the targets aren't there. 16 targets through two games. It's bound to turn into points. Lockett won't be stealing all the points for the whole season. Just, we know this. We've seen it. And, I mean, I think it's only a matter of time before Trey Lance is ready to come in. And then this guy has Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance running the show. And I think no matter how bad Trey Lance looks, his running upside will always keep him fantasy relevant. And that's not saying Trey Lance is going to look bad. That's just saying if he comes in and looks like Zach Wilson. 
at least he's a Zach Wilson that can run. So, but yeah, we got BG sitting at four. Number three, I put Moose. I still think Moose's team is just loaded with upside. Um, it, it's a scary team when when Green Bay does what they do. If Russell Wilson even you know remotely has a good game, and then you find yourself stuck dealing with guys like Jefferson, <clears throat> Hollywood. Mike Williams, like Mike Williams, people don't realize is a top 10 wide receiver this year. He's wide receiver eight. He has been unbelievable the first two games. Um, I don't know, like Moose's team, and I would not expect Robert Woods to keep the production he's at right now. Like Robert Woods is, he's another guy. He's got a big game coming, you know, and it's going to just boost his value a lot. I like Moose's team a lot. And it's the other thing with him is the depth. Moose is the best running back depth in the league. So, I mean, it's not really like, he doesn't even he's not even strong at running back because he is and you know that's kudos to him because I think the big thing with his running backs is Elijah Mitchell and getting a big push from him and Moose is the guy who went out and scouted he went out and found his guy so Moose we're gonna pick put him at three and at number one we have a new oh sorry I said number one at number two we have a new number two we put Knack at number two I mean he has the second most points for, he also has like, what, third or fourth most points against, his team is obviously absolutely loaded, but I hate to do it, bro, I don't even do it, but unfortunately, the Piss Cats have the most points for, and unfortunately, the Piss Cats literally beat Knack last week, so... I I can't even really put myself under him. I don't know. I'm being fair with myself for once. I hate putting the piss cats first. I really do. But I got to do it. Everyone's going to get killed this week. I already know. I already fucking know. My whole team's going down. But I'm being honest. For my well shit, yeah, 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 yeah. So last week I said Tyler Boyd was gonna bounce back. I mean, to an extent he did. Didn't really do unreal, but you know, at least at least he got a couple catches. Said Mark Andrews would have a good game. Not really ideal for him. Still waiting on it. Could be coming. And I said Teddy would ball out, and you know, pretty much did. Probably not like in fantasy, didn't really go absolutely ballistic, but the guy played good. For shit, I dared Knack to play Blake Jarwin all week. It looked like he was calling my bluff. And then he took Blake Jarwin out, put him on the bench, picked up Tyler Conklin, and Blake Jarwin outscored Tyler Conklin. It all worked out for the Piss Cats in the end. They were playing mind games, always playing mind games with Knack. No, I mean, Knack eventually is going to find a tight end that he can just plug in there and just have him sit, even if it's not somebody who's unreal. But for the time being, it looks like he's going to have to just juggle matchups. It's not that bad, though. It could be a lot worse. And, I mean, Darwin did have 30 yards, so, hey, he bounced back. I said Saquon was going to be shit. Didn't believe he'd be back. Um, he had that big run. It wasn't obviously an RB1 performance, but it was encouraging to see that. And, honestly, I think Saquon's starting to come back to himself. So, that's good. And I said Zach Moss was shit, and I take it back. Be a guy, biggest beauty in the world. Unreal. Goal line back. Monster. <laughs> this week on Welsh Shit, 
I'm going to start off with Justin Herbert on well. It's not been an ideal start for Herbs, but this guy's an absolute baller. This guy can make every throw. Playing Kansas City coming up this week. It's a big divisional game. I say this every well shit, but this game actually could be a shootout. Not a shootout, but like this game's got potential to be something like 31-28. With a lot of points scored in it. So, I mean, I think Herbs is going to bounce back. And another person in that game who I have on the well list is Clyde. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has not had a good start to the year either. Pretty pissed start. And I think against the Chargers, they want to find a way to get Clyde going a little bit. I think he's going to have a better game. And I'm also putting George Kittle on the well list. He's also had a rough start to the year. Um, Not that I used to like... I, I don't really watch these videos on the Fantasy app because I actually find myself watching the Fantasy Focus podcast whenever they're live streaming or after it's out on YouTube with the one that Matt Berry and Field Yates do. And I actually like listening to it. But um, Field Yates was saying something about George Kittle or something where you have to be patient with him. I think that's the case. And I think, honestly, this is a week where you could honestly maybe see George Kittle finally turn the corner. If not, I don't know if it's start time to hit the panic button on George Kittle if he has another bad week. But... If you're a team like Ben, I, I could see why you, you think you maybe want to have a little bit of a switch up. But Green Bay really hasn't been, like, most ideal defensively. They also haven't really been, like, pretty good against the tight end. So could be a good week for, for Kittle. Hopefully he can bounce back. I mean, he was a pretty high draft pick for Bruce. Shit list. I'm going with another Buffalo running back this week because I love Zach Moss. He's a beast. So I'm putting Devin Singletary there this week because he stinks. No, I mean, I think Devin Singletary is solid, but I think he's not going to be as good. I think Zach Moss is going to probably carve out more of a role going forward. Didn't look that bad. And, uh, yeah, smelly. Next shit, going Kirk Cousins. Captain Kirk. I think the boys are sleeping on Kirk, but I also think, like, Kirk's also kind of deuce sometimes. So, going into a big game against Seattle, I could see Kirk shit in the bed. Foley could see it. Calling it. Right now, Kirk is shit in the bed against Seattle going to be a literal piss cat. He's going to wear it proud on his chest. And the last shit. I bet you I could ask anybody and they would all know. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. This guy stinks, man. Like, hey, just because your arm is flexible and fucking Mr. Elastico flimsy, you can make all these sidearm throws and people think you look like fucking Mahomes. No. You know what Zach Wilson is? For one, he literally looks like Horsecock. He literally looks like he could be Horsecock's brother. Or in the same frat as Horsecock. Something like that. And all he can do is have, like, a little more of a flexible arm. And, but they're both reach. Like, they're both reach. They both can't read the defense. They both throw to the other team more than they throw to their own. Zach Wilson's playing Denver this week. And Denver just gave T-Law absolute hell last week. What does that mean for Zach Wilson? Oh, fuck, man. I don't even want to know, brother. Good luck out this. What the hell did I just say? Good luck out this. Good luck out there this week, my friends.